going to get louder as if you're walking into a festival on a Friday night and you can hear that the main stage is about to kick off and you're like I want to go where the crowd is I want to go over there so this is the intention I had like it's like a distant crowd somewhere so yeah the whole point is that you walk around this massive cube and we go from scene to scene to scene and they're all supposed to be super atmospheric and they're all supposed to show you what we've been missing and it's all about the crowd experience and this beautiful kind of shared respect between the audience and who's on stage. Wow, it is pretty enormous. Is that Hosier? That's Hosier. That was headlining the Electric Picnic uh, on the Friday night in 2019. I just joined the Hosier tour. And, okay, so this is the the image, it's kind of my showstopper. It's the one I wanted everyone to walk into the gallery and go, oh my God, that's huge. Um, but for me, it is possibly my favorite picture I've taken in my career. It feels real weird to say that, but I really do love it because it's so dynamic. There's just so much going on in it that you can get lost in it. And that's why this image kind of had, it was the chain of chain reaction. I was like, this one needs to go big, therefore everything else needs to go big. Cause there's just like, everything's going on in this picture. You know, it's a moment when um, Andrew Hosier-Byrne gets into the crowd during a song, Take Me to Church, and um, I'm standing up on the barrier, he's standing up on the barrier, he's holding a fan's hand, he's been held up by a security guard who's singing the song. There's loads of pictures taking the same photograph of him as I am, Lo like loads of cameras. On the screen behind him, you have the video for Take Me to Church, which two lads shifting. I mean, it's just, and he's, and he's got a rainbow flag. He's got the pride flag in his hand. And also, like, on a personal level, you can see our tour manager and our production manager, like, overseeing things. And, you know, for me, it's just a real kind of, like, it's a sense of, like, familiarity and home. And, you know, it's a real personal thing, really. But I just, I just think it's Whopper. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's really, because we have a lighting designer on the Hosier tour, Stephen Douglas, who just knows how to give me what I need for photographs and make a really good, massive show come to life. I just love shooting everything he designs. So, like, the lighting makes it all perfect, but it's just... It's the atmosphere, isn't it? So, oh, it absolutely is. And that, that idea of the image being replicated through the phones as well. Like, you could really look at this for a really long time and always see something new. I think you? so, yeah. And the more you kind of fall into it, like the dude who's holding Andrew's hand that's singing back to him is also on the screen. So you actually see him three times in it. Like there's just, you can fall into this image for a good while. That's why I wanted to like lead the show with it. So you were um, on tour with Hosier yeah. when the lockdown happened? or No, no, he had finished up in December 19. Uh, with two amazing shows in the three arena that I got to be part of and I just cried my way through because I was so emotional. Nothing has really changed. Um, so he had always planned to take a break and to go off and do his thing and record and chill because he'd been previously on tour for like forever before that. I had lovely plans before lockdown came in. I had uh, I had flights booked to Australia where I was going to do uh, an exhibition and part of this amazing gallery over there. Kind of similar pieces to this. Um, like it was going to be a music photography exhibition there and then obviously lockdown happened. So things changed and I adapted. So as we go to our next wall, uh, it's the pyramid stage. The Glastonbury pyramid stage. And it was a night, it was... I think it was my last night at Glastonbury. I, 
I just started working for the BBC in 2019 and uh, they asked me to come shoot Glastonbury and when they did I thought I'd be like you know one of many photographers and I'd get a really terrible stage or maybe I'd be out front photographing the queues or the bins or something but they they allowed me to share in the basking light of the pyramid stage and this is probably one of the highlights of that year um, Stormzy uh, was headlining and I think he was the first black artist to headline Glastonbury and this is just I was camped waiting in, in like the secondary pit so I'm not right up the front of the stage I'm all the way in the back and I'm waiting for this guy who's standing directly in front of me to put his arms up because I noticed that he kept he kept raising his arms in this way and I was like if things work out and he raises his arms in this very particular way at this very particular moment I'll get him to form a complete triangle with the pyramid stage and lo and behold after a few minutes he did it and I lost my tiny mind but yeah Glastonbury holds so much importance in my life I've been 10 times wow yeah, I haven't shot it 10 times okay. I was like nine times as a punter a devout fan of Glastonbury I kind of vowed I'd never work it because it's far too much crack like genuinely is it's like it's a religious experience going it's a pilgrimage like but when the BBC called I was like I oh, Jesus I can never not work for the BBC so I went and um yeah, it, after shooting it, I went and got myself a little pyramid tattoo, so it um, it lines up perfectly with this oh. massive print on the wall. <laughs> I had to celebrate my 10th Glasto, like. How important is the music for you? I mean, like, we're, I want to talk to you about the, you know, the photography, the being in the moment, all of the stuff, you know, yeah. about being a music photographer specifically, but you must be a big music fan too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can't have one without the other, really. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think I was always a photographer first when I was a kid because I was surrounded by cameras. My dad used to work selling camera equipment. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, when I was like really young. And uh, we, you know, it was back in the early 90s and we couldn't necessarily afford childcare. So he used to bring me in the van when he was making his rounds selling camera equipment. And they were always like a really cheap and accessible little toy for me to play with. Um, so I was exposed to photography very, very young. But when I got to be a teenager, you know, and music started to have this massive draw in my life where I was like, oh, what's this going on? You know, seeing like placebo on television and calling them placebo because I didn't, I, <laughs> I was calling them placebo for like a good year before anyone corrected me because no one knew who they were either. <laughs> you know, and I started buying Melody Maker and NMA and music became a huge thing. And it was only when I started, um, there was these uh, or like weekly gigs called Blast Gigs, and they were for they were all ages shows. There were four teenagers, kind of run by teenagers. Nice. Yeah, by this record company called Treasure Island Records. And uh, I started working with them. And then that's when the penny dropped, that I could put music and photography together and somewhat turn it into a career. But back then, there wasn't really a career path for a music photographer in Ireland. So yeah, you had to kind of like do it myself and figure it out my own way but um they've always ran together I don't think I'll ever have a life without music uh, just as a fan I don't play a note and I can't sing I can't you know but I've always wanted to be around it in some way shape or form you know that's kind of why the last couple of years has been so heartbreaking it's not really the the loss of my career or the loss of my livelihood or earnings or or you know missed experiences it's just the loss of live music was harder to deal with than losing my career to be honest yeah yeah I think that I think all of that is why I have 
on a massive installation. <laughs> this is Arcade Fire. Uh, this was the first show I ever did with them in Dublin in the Three Arena and uh, I wasn't working with them at all really at that point. I'd never met them until this night and uh, they're just so inclusive and you know normally when a band kind of cold calls you kind of going hey can you come do our show tonight you don't really get access you don't really get you know being brought in as a crew member instantly but these guys put a tour jacket on me and sent me out to the pit like basically holding hands with them kind of off you go there you go you're part of the family and they were so welcoming um and this is uh regine is dancing she's in her element like it absolutely you know, beautiful, beautiful she's just image. in the throes yeah. of live performance and she's surrounded by people who are delighted that she you know comes down off the stage and dances with the crowd and it's all that their whole tour I, I ended up going on the road with them for a bit after this show because I just fell in love and I wouldn't leave them alone <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as part of their whole nightly thing is that they they just go in and mingle with the crowd and dance and they feed off the crowd it's such a, like an energizing experience going out with them and just being like seeing what they do for other people night after night and it's tiring and you know I'm sure a lot of bands would just rather stay on stage and not get sweaty and gross and mingling with thousands of people but they do it night after night and for me as a photographer it's really hard to keep up with them because Regine could be down in one corner of the arena and if we go inside the box now I'll show you um, Will for Market Fire is I have another crowd shot of him but like they could be over different parts of the arena so I'm there going how am I supposed to photograph all of this <laughs> all together but you kind of dance your way through it and yeah I love it it's just sheer joy and pleasure and just passion for what she does and I think that you know, where else in your life can you just throw down and dance like that? You know, yeah, it's, it, that's it. Yeah. It's really celebratory of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Tame Impala at uh, Glastonbury, but you wouldn't know it's Tame Impala because I'm not focused on the stage. I'm focused into the crowd, and. Um, I remember waiting at the side of the photographer's pit to go in to photograph them and they hadn't come on stage yet and the tour manager was holding us all back. He's like, no, you can't go in, you can't go in. And we're like, why? Let us get in and take positions. You know, it's only a band. And he's just like, just wait and see. And then these cannons went off with the most confetti I've ever seen. And we were all blinded, like utterly blinded. You couldn't see, you know, the nose at the end of your face. Like, and I just thought, I can't see anything, but I might as well just shoot. And I just kept shooting and this is the result, like everyone just lost themselves. And I think for me the most enjoyable thing about this is um, just how in it everybody is. Like they don't care who's around them. It's a real like a uh, dance that no one's watching kind of crap. It's like everyone just loses themselves and they're having a great time, like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It yeah. really and it really the effect is very painterly. I mean yeah. it actually even looks a little bit like pointillism or something because you have these little dots coming out of the individual yeah. confetti. It's a beautiful image. I'm actually getting really excited by the sound that's coming from inside, I do feel like I'm outside Come again, and I'm like, oh my God. I'm going up let's yeah, go in and have a look. <laughs> Come on, let's not wait anymore. We, Come on, okay, we're going okay, in. Okay, we'll go in. So you're coming in at the end of the, we have a, it's going to get really loud in here, that's the only thing. We'll only stay in for a second, I just okay. want to have a look. We'll come back out to talk about it. Oh, wow. It's designed by Alma and uh, it's sampled from crowds that often shows that the three of us, myself, Connor Biddle and Alma Kelleher worked on together. Um, 
So a lot of it is from mother and crowds like that. You know, they had a, a big 5,000 capacity gig during the summer that we were like, we need to go to this. This might be our only crowd experience. So you hear a lot of audio uh, pulled and she's kind of made it into this beautiful four part track. And I gave Connor and Alma both the kind of same brief, I guess, where I was just like, I just want people to walk into that room and get emotional about being in a crowd again. And I wanted there to be the presence of not only the crowd, but also the presence of, of mind of yourself as very reflective. And then I wanted um, the, the musicians or the artists to be represented as well, but not just like in the tunes that they play, but in the gratitude that they feel towards the fans. So that's why you hear a lot of audio of like, thank you so much, you know, you know that gorgeous moment where you see a musician almost break down and cry because they're so grateful for everyone that's turned up. So there's this whole kind of 360 experience of, of having everybody involved in a crowd there, you know. There's also some crew noises because, <laughs> you know, you got to get the crew in. Um, so Alma has, uh, has broken it into quarters, into four pieces coming over four different audio channels. So it kind of brings you around the, the room, the giant cube that we're in. Connor Biddle is an amazing lighting designer and like, I knew I wanted the two of them instantly when I started to design this. And Connor has, um, has guided people around using lights, using stage lighting. So it's taking you through a narrative of these massive images of, of what I wanted you to be seeing when you're hearing and what I want you to acknowledge in the photographs. So Connor has done this beautiful search lighting kind of spotlights that are going around and giving them their own platform. And then as we walk around the queue, we, we see um, Savages, Jenny Beth from Savages, and she's literally walking on the hands of her of the crowd beneath her. She's barefoot, and they're holding her up with such poise and grace. And it's just, but it's not as if they're like putting her on a pedestal or anything. You know, she's making eye contact with them. She's delighted to be there. She's. It's about this mutual respect between artist and fan that I don't think you really get in a lot of other art forms, except for music. You know, you do come face to face with your fans every single day, and you're looking at them for reassurance and you know it's a it's a really beautiful and honest thing and that's what I see when I see the the, the, the savages picture as you walk around the room there's a, a big huge black and white photograph of of just uh, of just heads of just smiling faces in a crowd and it's just a sea of people and at that point you're kind of just supposed to like acknowledge everyone's stories because you know in a crowd of 10,000 people each one of those has their own story their own reason for being at the gig and their own experience of that gig and that show and as they leave the venue that night and this is something I always think about after we finish a show and I'm back on the tour bus getting photographs out to them like they're all going home to their individual houses and telling stories of that night and some of those people might you know in 20 years time when they're asked the question what's your favorite gig that might be it i might have caught them at their favorite gig and i love that you yeah. know i love it so it's it's just a massive crowd photograph like and you spend time looking at each individual face and expression and then we finish with uh uh will butler from arcade fire and he's some might say he's being choked by a fan <laughs> but he's succumbed to the energy he's in the crowd he's brought he's brought his drum he does this amazing thing where he goes and he plays live from in the crowd and, but he's just like 
it's sheer trust in the fans that have mobbed him and are holding him and he's just the release on his face he's just letting go and I think that's just an incredibly respectful kind of union between fans and musicians he's having a crowdgasm yeah he brilliant that's word for it <laughs> and you know I, I might change the press release for this whole show to just call it crowdgasm because it is what it is like do you know what I mean it's just this whole massive love yeah. buzz yeah and all the euphoria yeah. and everything uh, let's keep walking and go somewhere a little bit quieter to keep talking because it is <laughs> so like being at a gig it's that's amazing very loud that uh, thought plagues me an awful lot like what if I ever wanted to like not be a photographer I don't think I could I it's always something I was going to do for sure it's something I've I'm still utterly fascinated with that we can capture a slice of life and hold it dear forever and ever you know but yeah I do say that like if you cut my arm off and like look at the bone inside I'm like a stick of rock with photographer written through it like do you know what I mean? it's like yeah it's in my bones like I'm not a naturally born talented photographer, uh, not at all. It's something that I've worked exceptionally hard at to get where I am. There's people out there that pick up a camera and they're instantly amazing and they've got the eye and they've got everything. That wasn't me. I struggled an awful lot to get, to get you know, I struggled a lot in, in college. I, I've like famously kept failing every single semester and had to do resits and you know I was quite tenacious about it because I knew that there was nothing else I could do in life so I needed to power through and I needed to do repeats and I needed to really fight for this so yeah it wasn't it's not easy it's still not easy do you know but uh it's something that I adore so I'm just gonna keep doing it. <laughs> I mean, we live in an era now where um, everybody thinks they're a photographer mm. and everybody has camera all the time and we're kind of super saturated with imagery and the yeah. sense. Uh, what are the ramifications of that for kind of um, being able to make a living? Because my other understanding of it, I mean, like if you're working in media, is that the budget for photographers is gone before <laughs> you'd be employed by the magazine or the paper. Yeah, that's so, gone. Yeah, so who, who employs you then? Like. Um, the musicians, musicians sorry. Yeah, the musicians do. So it, it has changed how we experience photography as a culture has changed an awful lot. Um, but you know what? They Every time photography kind of uh, evolves uh, over the years, over like a hundred and whatever years, people are always really afraid that it's changing too fast or they're going to get left behind and stuff, which that's not really the case. I mean, they said this when the, the box brownie came out in whatever year. They're like, oh, cameras are so accessible. The photographer is going to be put out of work. And I'm just like, no. Oh, and they said that when digital came and they said that when phones got really good and it's not like I mean I do this 24 7 365 it's my job it's my livelihood and I make it that but I I really try to 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 work hard at it so I'm not really afraid of amateurs picking up cameras and, t and taking jobs away from me like it's not something that concerns me a lot like because I'm not doing it just for the money so obviously you know in a good year I would be out on the road with a band and the bands are paying me, whether it's the band or the label or whatever, because nowadays people want to see more and more images. They, you know, they really like devour them. So after each show on the road with a band, we're publishing an image and we're like 10 images a night over and over and over and over. And the, the crowd doesn't get sick of them. So in a way, it's just it's migrated away from print media to now. It's a different source of of income and it's a different source of exposure for my work, you know? Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Very fast turnaround time. Then. Oh. You're saying like go back. So like you go into the gig 
Yeah. How many cameras do you have with you? I only shoot with one camera at okay. a time. Yeah. Uh, that's not to say I don't have like 15 million of them on the tour bus, <laughs> but uh, I'm five foot two. I can't really hold, like I have a bag of lenses. I can't really afford to have an extra weight of an extra body. You know, sometimes you do see like press photographers swinging three cameras around them and I'm looking going, what's the point? Whereas I've gotten really quick at changing lenses. I can change a lens before they change camera, you know? So it is super fast and it's gotten really, really and that's one of the tricks of the trade. It's what separates a professional from an amateur is your speed and turnaround and your workflow and, and your digital techniques and everything. So, you know, when I'm shooting big festivals for, for BBC, you know, for Glastonbury and stuff, you're literally photographing a band who has a 20, 25 minute set. You might only do half a song or a full song. As soon as you have enough in the bank, you run back to your desk and then you, you file, you submit, you might throw a memory card at a runner and go, you do this one, I'll do this one. And uh, you have to almost get them on and edited and away to um, either a tour manager for approval or online almost before the band is finished on stage you know and you could be doing 60 bands in a weekend so it's an awful lot of post-production really really quickly you know the likes of um, Arcade Firehosier and other bands that you tour with you know they do want to see the images almost that night you know and the fans want to see them that night I always think it's a nice thing for the fans to be like still on the tube or whatever when the photos are being published so that they can look back at them like instantly and if the photographs are readily available to the fans and they know that there's going to be a stream of content like that's accessible to them instantly it might help them enjoy the show more because they don't feel like they need to capture it all themselves so if if providing them a stream of really good content instantly accessible after the show means they can put their camera away that's great that's what i'm there for i'm there to record it all for other people like you're obviously a massive people person oh, i'm a huge people person that's yeah. why the last couple of years has broken me like <laughs> so uh, yeah i think that's why i you know when i'm was designing something like worship here it was like it had to be about the people it couldn't have been about the musicians you know it's it's about the experience of the crowd and of, of everyone being together that's what i miss the most yeah. And that's what hopefully we're headed back into yes. now. I want to be surrounded by thousands of sweaty people dancing and yeah, that's all I want in life. <laughs> uh, just tell me about this thing that you're doing where you've hidden prints around Cork. Oh yes. Uh, <laughs> my car is always full of prints and stuff because my car is a mess like me as a human being. And uh, I decided it'd be a nice thing to do to generate a bit of buzz about saturation is if I go and hide some music photography around Cork City. So if people are following my Instagram and my Twitter today, uh, you'll see that I have placed a couple in some nice nice businesses around Cork City. Okay. Yes. So and so what can you do? Can you buy them when you're there or No, they're no? free. They're free. They're Just free. go and claim them. Follow so my little clues. Find, if you can if, find a, can a business. Yeah, if you can uh, so just follow the follow uh, the Twitter thread or the, or follow my Instagram and you'll see I've left clues to where they are. What's your I Instagram? Mean, uh, ruthless imagery. Everything is ruthless imagery. Well, wow, that's fantastic. That's yeah. great. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll <laughs> get a couple of extra people on that trail. Congratulations and thank you very much. This is amazing it's my and so exciting. I'm really glad that you're the first person to come in and see worship at Saturation. Thank you so much. Thank you.